Hey there, and welcome to the Tap That Magic podcast. My name is Stephanie Eastman, and this is a space where we celebrate and activate your money-making magic in business through the things that make you different and even the things that make you a little weird. Buckle up, Buttercup, because we are about to have some fun today with one of the grooviest and funnest girls I know. So Dev is the CEO of Apex Women and a mentor for those driven to build standout brands. She specializes in content, social media marketing, but places a special focus on mindset. Her mission is to put more wealth into the hands of entrepreneurial women building extraordinary lives and businesses. So get ready. We are going to go live with Dev. Hello and welcome to Tap That Magic. Today we have a really fun guest, Devin, who is joining us that honestly, like she holds such a near and dear place to my heart that this is more of truly a catch up and an interview of her strengths through through her gene keys, because it's very, very interesting. A lot of people will ask me whenever you have like close birthdays, like, does that make somebody like super similar? So Devin and I, we have our birthdays three days apart, but we are very, very different individuals and different humans. And there are a lot of things though, that have been similar in our life. So today we're going to be digging into some of those things and Devin, I would just love to hear an, an like an introduction of who you are and what is it that you do. Yeah. So first of all, I'm so excited to do this for the second time because we did this on live about a year ago. Yeah. And it's so cool to do this podcast because I think it's not very often that we do podcast episodes and stuff with people we've met in person and you and I have mm-hmm. met. So yeah. I'm excited to do this. Um, but yeah, I am it's kind of funny because I've been asked this question recently and I'm kind of going through a phase right now where I'm figuring out what the heck I want to do. And I'm not really resonating with like business coach anymore. So I'm in the like fuck around and find out (laughs) right now. Um, I would say that I'm a business mentor because that's what I'm currently doing, but I'm more so finding myself as a community builder is like what I'm, what I'm feeling more lately. Cause that's the current project that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Um, but basically I help put wealth in the hands of women. That's my mission. That's my goal. So that's kind of what I'm doing right now. And I do that through entrepreneurship. I love that. And (laughs) honestly, like the transparency around that is so refreshing because like to be an entrepreneur online is like constant evolution. That's what it truly is. It's so wild. Like looking over even the past year, I went through like I had my Taylor Swift moment with like different eras in uh-huh. last year because I went through like the rich bitch phase of my brand and that was a huge part of what I was doing. And now I'm moving more into Apex and that's like the theme of my brand and what I'm building and things like that. But at the beginning of last year, I was like, I want to be a top dog, top dog coach. That's what I was working on. That was my whole inspo. That's what I wanted to be. And now I'm like, I don't even want to be that anymore. I want to have a community of top dog entrepreneurs. So like, that's my new goal. I'm kind of like stepping back from it and putting other people in the spotlight. And it's been really cool to see just how that affects like the community building, but also my business too, as a result, there's like a direct reflection there. So it's been really cool. Yeah, that is amazing. And I, I feel like it's true. Like the things that we want and the goals that we have shift the more that we learn and the more that we get to know ourselves in this business too. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering correctly, when we did a live last time, 
you told me that I was going to have different phases like this and I was going to wear a lot of different hats and like that kind of thing. And I remember when you told me that I was like, how is that going to happen? Like, how is that going to come into play? Because I was so set on being a business coach. And I was like, I don't really see how like different things are going to come into play. And Mm -hmm. now almost a year later, it's funny to look back and be like, I am wearing a totally different hat. Like there has been a total evolution. Oh my gosh. I love that. And (laughs) and it's so like, there are times where we need to be like so decisive and driven and like, just go full pull and sink our teeth in. And then you eventually come to this place where you're like, actually, maybe I want more of this, or maybe I want more of that. So that's really, really cool. And like I said, it's so good to be open about these kinds of things because like every single person that goes to be an online entrepreneur goes through these things. Like we all navigate it, whether people like talk about it or not, like we all navigate these different levels of ourselves, right? Totally. Totally. It's a roller coaster. So I would love like just a little quick sum up of your like superhero origin story, because you and I have a very similar background in like an almost creepy way. Yeah, <laughs> like the first time we <laughs> talked, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so I was, first of all, my nine to five quote unquote was selling rental cars, mm-hmm. which was totally out of the blue because I wanted to be a vet and I went to school mm-hmm. for zoology. So I love animals. I still, I still really do. But I went through this kind of phase of like, I need a real job. I need a salary because like the vet thing wasn't really paying the bills. So I started a job selling rental cars. Long story short, didn't last very long, hated my life there. And Mm -hmm. at the same time, the pandemic happened. So I got furloughed anyway. And I was like, blessed because I had all this time now. So my first dip into entrepreneurship was starting my own skincare line. And Mm -hmm. I started hand making um, body scrubs, which was like the first part of that phase um, because I love the beach. I love the ocean and I love skincare. And part of that was also using ingredients that I was importing from Africa because I had been on a trip to Africa and I just have like a piece of my heart there. So I kind of combined a few things that I loved and I started my own skincare line And it blew up and it went really quickly. And I was like, oh my God, I can make money online. Like I can, I can do this. So Uh I didn't go back to selling rental cars. I was like, no, thank you. I'm going to pass on that. I sent in my resignation letter and I just went like full blown into entrepreneurship. And I came to this fork in the road of like, I either have to get these manufactured now because I couldn't keep up. I was literally slaving in my kitchen, like making all of these scrubs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I either have to get them manufactured and go all in on this and probably Mm -hmm. get like a business loan because I didn't have enough to make, you know, as many as I needed to produce. Yeah. Or I follow another passion that I was kind of pursuing at the same time, which was around mindset Mm -hmm. because mindset had been a big part of me just getting into entrepreneurship in general. Yeah. And I started my TikTok account and I started talking about it. And one day this girl messaged me and she's like, how can I work with you? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I didn't really get it yet because I didn't uh-huh. know people were coaching people. I didn't, I wasn't even aware of this whole industry. Mm-hmm. So she's like, I want to work with you. I want you to teach me. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not going to say no. Yeah. And that was my first client. And after that, I started getting more familiar with the coaching industry. And that's where I came to that fork in the road of like, I think I can do this. And I felt this pull to do it. And everyone thought it was nuts because they were like, you just started the skincare line not even a year ago. You've crossed six figures already. Like, why would you give it up so quickly when basically I had all these opportunities with it? 
And I just felt this pull to do it again and go in on something else and like find out what this next chapter was about. And product-based businesses is a lot of work. It's a lot of stuff that you have to order and supply chain issues. There were all these things that were happening. So I said, screw it. And I went all in again on coaching Uh and started signing more clients. And I started becoming literally obsessed with helping women. And a common theme that was coming up when you work with mindset and manifestation is that people want freedom and Mm. they want freedom of their life. And so I started becoming really obsessed with helping women do that because so many women wanted it. And so I leaned more into the business side of things and like the financial side of things. And I just like, I got completely consumed with it and taken away with it and obsessed with it. And I went more into business coaching because now I had the experience of my first business and coaching. So I kind of combined those two together and I started helping women develop their own businesses and it took off from there. And that's, that's where we still are today. God, I love this. Not only because it's like near and dear <laughs> to my heart of like, I have my background in biology where I wanted to work with elephants, yeah. ended up selling BMWs, created my own skincare and product <laughs> line. Like, even though our birthdays are three days apart and we're very, very different people, creepy similarities. Yeah, yeah but- it's so similar. Like the path that we took is very much aligned, just like slightly different, but very, yeah. very alike. It's the weirdest thing. And and it's really cool too, because it just shows like things are the same, but they're also like vastly yeah. different. But I, I do believe like all of our skill sets from the things that we've done before, just like stack and stack and stack and like yeah. all the things that you learned selling cars and being like a go-getter and all of the things that you learned, like yeah. running your own skincare business, like gave you the oomph and gave you the mindset of like, holy shit, I can do this. Absolutely. I mean, I look back at selling rental cars and I'm like, ew, what was I doing? But that that was also my first intro to any kind of sales. I had never had any sales experience. And when I started selling rental cars, I scaled really quickly. I had the top numbers in my area and I was like, oh shit, like, I think I'm good at sales. I think I can do this. And so I took that into, you know, the skincare thing when I was teaching myself sales and social media and marketing, because I had no experience with that either. I had literally only been in an OR, like that was Mm -hmm. my only, (laughs) that was it. And so now I was learning social media and marketing and like all these things, but the sales part of it came from the rental cars training that I had. Yeah. God, that is so wild. And That's also, weird. also like something about you that I've always noticed from the beginning, by the way, is that your stuff is so like put together and aesthetically pleasing. So you're not just doing it. You're like, whenever you do something, you're like doing it to the tens. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, this is where, like, I love to talk about profile lines and human design and gene keys because so many people want to be like manifestor generator, like all this stuff. I'm like, give me the profile lines because like, that's where so much juice is. And mm-hmm. so for you coming into this online space, like how, like truly how important have these aesthetics been for you? Cause I've seen that your aesthetics have changed as you've grown in your business oh, too. Yeah. Yeah, totally changed. Because when I first started doing mindset coaching, mm-hmm. everything was like bubblegum pink. Everything uh-huh. was like bright pink. Yeah. And my reasoning behind that was because I was seeing other people do it, but uh-huh. I wanted to take it and do it better. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go all in on this. I don't own anything pink. That's like not my vibe Ooh. at all. Um, But yeah, you can totally see the aesthetic change, but it's always been a priority to me. And it's funny because when you get into 
the coaching industry, a lot of people say like, it doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to obsess over it. That kind of thing. Aesthetics aren't that important. And I totally get it, but that's like, I just can't operate any differently. I like to make sure everything looks the way I want it to look. Not even for other people. I'm just like, not, I'm not satisfied or complete until it looks the way that I want it to look. That makes so much sense because like every two, four or two, five profile line that I talk to, or if I look at their page, it's, it's beautiful. It's crafted. It's like a form of art. And Mm -hmm. it's something that like, yeah, there's other people that can like say that message of it doesn't have to be perfect, but if that's, what's important to you, like you're going to be attracting the other people that are like, oh my God, I love this kind of stuff too. And this is important to me. Exactly. I mean, and when I get a client too, and I look at their content immediately, like my eyes go to their content or to their like setup in Canva. And I'm like, we need to change this. Like we need to, we need to make this look differently because it it looks off and it's just like a thing that happens in my head. I can't explain it. (laughs) But like, again, it's just one of your strengths that like you bring to the table that not everybody else in the world has, you know? Yeah. Interesting. It's really interesting. Cause I do, I like, I, I fixate on it, you know? Yeah. And I love actually, since you're a two, four, there's so much about community building with that line four, by the way, that it really makes sense of this, like coming into this whole apex community that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So like, when do you feel like that shift started happening for you that you're like, okay, like there's something brewing here? Yeah. I wanted to ask you about this because this is Um, what I was like curious about because this is out of my comfort zone a little Mm -hmm. bit. Um, And the shift happened, I think within the, it's been pretty recent within the last, I don't know, four to six months is when this has started. And I was really working on it behind the scenes. I wasn't really telling people about it. I got the inspiration because I looked outside of the coaching industry. Um, Mm -hmm. My boyfriend is on his entrepreneurial venture too, and he's a real estate developer and he's in a real estate group. And I started kind of watching his calls and I was like, how is that different than mine inside of different masterminds in my experience? And what do I like? Like, what are they doing that maybe I just haven't thought of? And I started watching them and the the priority around community is insane. And mm-hmm. I've been seeing the benefit of that because I've seen his growth and I've seen other people in the group. And I was like, wow. And it it felt again, like just satisfying. And I was like, I'm craving that. I'm literally craving that. Yeah. And a part where this comes in personally is I just don't have a lot of friends. I don't have a lot of female friends. Yes. So I really am trying to emphasize this community because it's something that's just important to me too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, within the past four to six months, I was like, what is my mission? Like, why am I doing this? And I just started questioning it more and questioning it more. And like, why am I doing this part of my business? And why am I not doing that part of my business? And an interesting thing that came up was like, I saw my boyfriend getting on the phone with all these people, picking up the phone and calling them and connecting with them. And I was like, my clients don't even have my phone number. Where did that come from? Why? Just like yeah. questioning little things. And I was like, somewhere along the line, I can remember someone telling me like, oh, when I first started my business, all my clients had my phone number. How ridiculous is that? Like, we don't do that. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, that like, that's so crazy. And it just became a belief of mine when my actual belief is like, why don't my clients have my phone number? I don't care if they're texting me or calling me. And some people might have that boundary because they want to keep it separate. But for me personally, Mm -hmm. 
I'm like, take my fucking phone number, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was like a slight shift that happened when I started thinking a little bit more for myself. And then I started asking myself, what do I really want? What do I really want? And the sense of community kept coming up. And I was like, the ideas just started flowing in when I muted everybody out. I went inward and I started thinking about what I really wanted to create. And that's when the community aspect comes like comes from. I've never felt so lit up by something than I have when I've been creating apex women. Yeah. It's like, it's a whole new sense of like ambition. I love that because what I, what I've recognized and like, hopefully this will be the answer to your question. What I've recognized with these gene keys is like a lot of the times it is the lessons that we've come to learn and whether it's like, you've already accomplished it like right now, cause some of your gene keys are going to be like, I'm a fucking master of this thing. Like I'm so good at that. And others of them will be like the reason that you are so good at teaching around community is because you literally started something and built it your own way from the ground up. And like, I high five you through the screen right now for deciding to like mute out everything that wasn't working and to like look at other industries and see how other people are doing it because it's very like, these are the rules and you have to follow them. And like, there's only one way. And I myself have been guilty of gobbling up those pieces to then later have to let them go. Right. It happens without you even realizing it, you know, and that's, that's why muting people was the most important thing I've ever, I've never done it before. Like mm-hmm. I've always been taking things from other people. So mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that you say that about like community being part of the gene keys, because it really is on, if I'm being very honest, like the first thing that I've created from my own, like being from my own mm-hmm. self, from my own drive, we've seen all the coaches and I'm like, I have to have a mastermind. I have to have one-on-one coaching. I have like, these are just the things that I do because I'm a coach, you know? Uh-huh. And I've never like just shut out everything and thought about what do I see myself creating? You know, I have in terms of, I want to be a business coach and I have certain ways of doing things that are mine and my own brand and yada, yada, Mm -hmm. but I've never really thought like, what do I want to create? That would be so fun. So me and like, so, so I don't know, unique and mine, my own Mm -hmm. until I started thinking about apex and what I want it to really be. And I can't even tell you like the fulfillment. I haven't even started it yet. I have a wait list. Like we haven't even opened yet. And I'm already just like, I want to shout it from the rooftops and tell everyone about this thing because I'm so fucking pumped for it. Yeah. Like it, you can feel it. I've, I've seen some of your posts about it and you can feel it like radiating off of the oh screen God. and that it's something totally different. And even how like your style has changed. I think I loved that post that maybe you did it yesterday. It was like the middle finger to all yeah. of, the rules of the coaching industry of all the things. I was yeah. like, Jesus, she's so brilliant with the way that she creates content. I love it. It came from the phone number thing. Like that's, uh-huh. I had that picture from a photo shoot that I did at the beginning of October. Mm-hmm. And I've honestly, like I've redesigned it like a couple times and I had one of them, like the words over it. And it was like, stop giving so much of a fuck or like whatever. And I just, it's been sitting in my Canva and I keep going back to it because I've wanted to use the picture. And then yesterday morning, I plan my content ahead of time, but yesterday morning I was just staring at it. And I was like, the phone number thing kept coming back to me. Cause that's where a lot of these ideas have stemmed from. Cause that's yeah. something I feel like a lot of coaches don't do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
why is it a thing that clients don't have phone numbers? They're like, why is that like an unwritten rule? And that's kind of where the post came from. And I was like, well, why don't we do this? Well, why don't we do that? And it kept coming to me and I kept typing them out. And then I, that's how the post came to be. But yeah, it's like, it's thinking for yourself is the whole thing. Yeah. I love that. And actually I want to dive into your life's work gene key right now, because this is the 32 and this is all about honest to God, like how I've experienced it personally, because we both have this 32 is through this lens of mindset work. And so you were touching on mindset work in the very beginning on like how this is how it all started. And so with the 32, there's like this, this easily being so hyper-focused in on failure that you don't see all the things that are working, or you don't know how to put your eggs in the basket of like, you know what, I'm going to focus in on what's working and go full pull. So I'm curious to how you've experienced in this life. Cause usually it's like line threes and line sixes that have that like trial and error and talking about failure. But I feel like us as like 32s, we get to like clock it and then make a new decision. So like truly how has mindset work whenever you come across those like hiccups or bumps in the road helped you? Yeah. I mean, it's been a challenge for me, I think, Mm -hmm. because I would, I do like fear failure in -hmm. a way, but because of the mindset work that I've done, I think I've gotten better about communicating that and like talking it out. And so I use my boyfriend a lot for that. And we talk about it a lot. Um, but mindset work has been really everything. Cause that's where this all came from. Like I started mindset coaching because mindset was a part of me becoming an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. but I would say two things that mindset work really helped me overcome was one, my relationship with money. That was like a big thing, but two was the failure thing because yeah. I was afraid of failure, but because I've put so much effort into that, I've really adopted the belief that I can't fail. Like I just can't. Mm -hmm. And failure is just going to be a step like progress. So I look at it as just like a pivot instead of putting a negative connotation to the word failure. Like if something doesn't work, I've learned to ask like, okay, why, 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 why? Instead of just saying that didn't work, I need to do something completely different. It's more like learning from it, pivoting, and then just moving forward anyway. Yeah. Cause I think that it's easy if like something doesn't work for you to want to just burn everything down. But really like whenever we have those moments, it's like the little tweaks that we make here and there that make the world of a difference. Right. And I mean, I used to burn everything down. Like that was the Mm -hmm. cycle that I was in at the beginning. I I can't even tell you how many courses or programs are in my like graveyard that I've launched. It flopped. And then I'm like, okay, that failed. I need to do something different. And I would like Uh completely pivot. But now I just, I look at it from a different lens and it's only because I've put so much work into like learning about what is failure, you Mm -hmm. know, or becoming familiar with the fact that so many entrepreneurs fail and that's just a part of it. I think, I think that people don't realize that, that that is like, and this is why I love studying like athletes or successful business owners, because they're like, I fall on my fucking face. Like I, yeah. I totally like screwed the pooch many a times where yeah. I had moments of like, come to Jesus reckonings of like, I don't know what to do next, but it's like the fact that you continue moving and you're like, no, I'm made of something different. Mm. Yeah. It's funny. Like I think a lot of people say failure is a part of it and they know they're going to fail and you can't be afraid to fail until it's actually you and you fail (laughs) and you're like, oh, fuck. 
Oh, and you, you like forget that you forget all the things that you've studied or learned or whatever, all those things you've said about failure in the past until you're faced with it. And mm-hmm. then you're like, you're actually failing. You know, it's not just a little hiccup. You like actually fail at something and you're like, oh my God. And it feels like the world's coming to an end. That's, those are the moments where you're challenged with it and understanding mm-hmm. that, okay, failure is a part of it. I have to pivot. I have to learn from this. But it's yeah. funny how so many people talk about it until it's actually them failing. And then it's yeah. like, oh, God, here we go. Nobody's ever failed like this before. Yeah, oh, my God. Right? It's just me. <laughs> yeah, you feel like it's actually going to fail and you're actually like crumbling when really five minutes ago you were talking about how failure is just a part of the process. Oh my gosh. If I had a nickel for every time I used one of my own lessons that came out of my mouth, you <laughs> right? know what I mean? Like, yeah. God, I know. but speaking of like, you have another really, like, this is one of those gene keys I have in my chart at a different point, but it has been like groundbreaking for me. So I wanted to hear how you experienced this. And this is the okay. 62nd gene key. And I don't think that we covered this last year, whenever we talked, um, which by the way, that was my first live gene key reading ever. Oh, that's so funny. It was crazy. And then I went on to do like 50 more after that. So like, thank (laughs) you for being the very first. Of course. But this 60 second gene key, what I have learned, it's all about your voice and it's all about the power of using your voice. And it basically says like, once you start using your voice, not like doing a live every, every six months or like posting once a week, but like seriously showing up every single day, like nothing in your life will ever be the same. So tell me a little bit more of like how the process came in of you using Uh, your voice. Okay. Well, first of all, my second word of, I have two words of this year. One of them is execute. The other one is loud. And because in 2023, that's when like the whole rich bitch thing I told you was part of my brand. And the big Mm -hmm. part of rich bitch energy for me. And the, the reason why that was a core part of my brand was because I was talking so much about not giving a fuck about mm-hmm. what other people think of you. And that was a big thing that I had to overcome. And so in 2023, I was really expanding, but I was finding my voice was the biggest thing. And I literally show my clients all the time, old videos of me talking because the difference now is like, a different person. It is so yes. weird. I don't even recognize her. It is very yeah. strange because in 2023, I I found what I wanted to talk about and I found um, like different ways to express myself in terms of what I was saying and how I was showing up and things like that. Mm-hmm. But finding my voice, like I would say would be the number one thing that's helped me grow mm-hmm. as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a person. over the past year or so. And like, I still stress that as the most important part of my mentorship is helping other women now find their voice because I think it's so important to be loud about your mission and be authentically you. And I think a lot of people don't know how to do that yet on camera. I didn't, like, I really didn't. I like barely would look at the camera. I would talk with my mouth, like almost closed. Like I wasn't moving my mouth when I was talking because I was nervous and I wasn't confident. And over in 2023, when I leaned into the rich bitch thing, I mean, that was kind of controversial in itself because people didn't love like the branding or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I just started to learn not to care. 
Mm -hmm. by doing that and by taking that action. And so every day that I would talk about rich bitch energy and what that meant to me, I was finding my voice a little bit more and I was getting a little bit louder about it. And then that became my message. You know, I was like, being a rich bitch is not giving a shit about what other people think of you and being loud about the things that you want and your mission and all of those things. And I think over time, like the evolution of me finding my own voice was just crazy to look back and see. But that has been the most monumental part of what I've done in business and now just a huge part of my brand, I think too. I love this so much. And I, I relate <laughs> to that on a very deep level. Cause sometimes I'll go back out and I'll tell clients like, go back and watch my old TikToks. They're painful. And it's like, so they are like, my face is like deadpan and my voice yeah. is like just different. Monotone. Yeah. But like you know, sound different, but you know what, if we didn't show up and do it during that cringy is book time where I thought that that was the cat's pajamas. Mind. Right. Like I thought that <laughs> I was, was like, oh, this is gold. so good. Yeah. And now I look back, I'm like, jeepers. Oh. But on the other side of that, that's how we've become who we are now. And like such good communicators, you know? And yeah. so that being in your radiance, using your voice is how you are mentally and physically the healthiest. Like you yeah. are physically healthier whenever you are sharing your own point of view. I totally feel that. Like I completely feel that because I feel like a better version of me now that I'm just like pretty unleashed on what I have Mm -hmm. to say. And I've, I've learned just to talk instead of trying to think before I talk, I just now talk, but it's wild. Yeah. To look back at old videos when I didn't have my own voice and I was trying to fit a mold and I was trying to sound perfect and I wanted all the good information. I didn't want to say anything wrong and I was not confident so it's, yeah. that's been a huge part of everything, all the growth. I love that. And I love how we can just like learn from these gene keys and just be like, oh, well, of course that's my strength now that you say yeah. that. Like, <laughs> yeah. now, that makes total sense, you know? A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. One of your, um, one of your gene keys that was really interesting to me was your attraction. And so I like to think of this whenever we're in this energy, this is when the best like opportunities, clients, just like things in general come our way. It's kind of this like chemical reaction that happens. Like you become this siren on the rock that like pulls in the ships. And so, (laughs) yeah, it's a really dreamy visual, (laughs) but so yours is about pattern disruption. So this is the 44th gene key. So how is like pattern disruption come oh into your work? In so many ways, like in so even many in ways. Because, yeah. Well, I mean, even think about it with what I've been talking about with Apex and like the mm-hmm. phone number thing and not having boundaries and things like that. Like Apex, I think is going to be, or I know is going to be a really strong part of like just my entire purpose because it is disrupting a pattern. It's like the whole thing behind it is mentorship reimagined because I want you to join Apex and learn from everyone in the group instead of having this hierarchy structure of hiring one coach and like learning in a mastermind with one coach where everyone's trying to be like this one person. I want to disrupt that and have you come into this group where you can learn from all different entrepreneurs from all different niches and all different business levels, which right now just isn't really a thing. You know, you join a membership and it's for people making a hundred thousand or above, or it's for coaches in a specific niche. Like there's nothing really that I've found where you're learning from different industries. You're Mm -hmm. a coach who's coming in and you're learning from someone who has a skincare business or like whatever you're learning from different people. And that's been a huge part of how I've learned and how I've developed in the past 
I can't believe it's only been six months or so, but it's Mm -hmm. been a huge growth period for me. And that's my whole mission is to disrupt these patterns right now in the coaching industry because I can't fucking stand it and how there's all these unwritten rules that are happening without you even realizing it. I really want people to think for themselves genuinely by being a part of this. But I mean, even going back to what was it beginning of last year? The whole thing was disruption. You know, I was posting a lot of controversial stuff. I was encouraging my clients to be polarizing and share their opinions and disrupt the norms and things like that. And that's led me to where I am now. That was a piece of it, you know, so it's been a huge part of my development. I love that. And it's even just like one of those things, whenever we like learn certain of these gene keys, it's almost like, oh man, I'm going to turn up the volume on that. Like even more now that yeah. I like know this is in here and I know oh my this God. is like one of my superpowers, like, fuck yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. I know. That's so interesting. I mean, just the fact that disruption and community are like two core things you've mentioned. It's like green light. Yeah. And this pairs really well with your 28 that we talked about last time, which is the daredevil. And like, I think that I, I love that you <laughs> I've used you as an example for this one ever since, because I think you were the first person that I came across and I got to like have a conversation with that had this gene key. And I, I literally always picture like you in a little, um, like Catwoman outfit, scaling buildings in New York city, like living on the edge. I love that because you had told a story about how back whenever you were younger, you're like, they used to call me mayhem. Right. Yeah. 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 They're like, they used to, I have a very selective memory. Okay. That was (laughs) my nickname. Yeah. They used to call me mayhem whenever you did gymnastics and stuff. Right. Cause you were always just kind of like this wild card and this daredevil. So how does that play in to everything that we've been talking about with your business as well? It's so funny. I mean, in my personal life, like I would do anything. Like there's Um, not, there's literally nothing that you could say like, Dev, let's go do this, that I'm going to be like, "Mm, no, like I will do anything. I've done diving with great white sharks in Africa. Like I was the gymnast. I've, I, I don't even know. I can't think off the top of my head, but there's nothing that I wouldn't try. I would really go anywhere. I would try anything. I would do anything. I love adventurous stuff. I love adrenaline rushes. Like I Uh I live for it. And that's why I think gymnastics was a huge part of my life. Cause I could try crazy shit. (laughs) I could literally do anything, you know? Um, So that was a huge part of that. But I mean, on a different, coming from a different lens of like being a daredevil, no one in my family is an entrepreneur. So this is totally out of whack. This is totally different. And I like love it. (laughs) I love that no one is an entrepreneur. And I love when people tell me like, oh, you should get a real job or that's not going to work or whatever. I'm like, bet I'm going to do it anyway. Like I love a challenge. Uh And so I've loved that as a part of being an just a business owner in general. But I think the biggest thing that comes into play with like the daredevil part of my personality is the competitiveness that comes with it. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time I was reading posts and I was kind of like putting it in my head that being competitive is a bad thing. Everyone's like, don't compete with other women. There's enough success to go around. Mm -hmm. And I've really thought about that over the past couple months. And I was like, I think people that are looking at competitiveness from a negative lens are just thinking about the unhealthy competition because Mm -hmm. being competitive was a huge part of gymnastics growing up. And it had to be like, I had to be competitive and that's a big part of who I am. So now I've kind of just channeled it in a different way and I compete with how people are showing up. 
So I'm not going to compete with your success. I'm not going to compete with your business because I think there is enough success to go around. Mm -hmm. But if I see you like going live four times a week and you're like getting all these people on live and you have great engagement, I'm like, I want to do that. Like Uh I want to go live five times this week, you know, and I'll use that to drive my competition. But I think it's just like trying new things. I'm not afraid to give something a shot, even if it doesn't work. So like there is a daredevil part of that. I think that comes into just daily action as a part of being a business owner. But yeah, it's like the competitiveness that I've really channeled into a positive way. I think that comes through the most. I love that. And it's just every time I think about that 28 and I think about that adventurous energy, I literally think about your your content and how it just like comes through the screen and how it's like, I'm doing this differently. You're welcome. And, and I feel like it's such inspiration for the people that want to harness that too. So that's something that you've just had innate in you since you were young, but like people hire you because of that, because they're like, Ooh, I want to have that inside of me or like turn that on inside of myself too. Cause not everybody's as brave as you. Yeah. I think it's the braveness. I think it's the competitiveness. I think it's the adventurous part Mm -hmm. of me, but I think everyone has a little piece of that, you know, even if you're a reserved person, because I've had clients that have come to me more reserved and they, they want to channel a little bit of like edginess to them, you know? So I totally relate to that, but I encourage people to do it because I think when you are a little bit of a daredevil and you are thinking outside the box and you are pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, that's when you're going to find your best ideas. I don't care how reserved or introverted you are. Uh You have to go outside of your comfort zone if you want to succeed as an entrepreneur. You just do. You can't just play on the safe side and stay in your little cave all the time and be Mm -hmm. just in your bubble. You know, if you want great success, if you want, you know, a side hustle or side business, fine. Like if you want to make a little side money, fine. If you want something big and extraordinary, you have to push yourself. So I love channeling that like edgy side of myself where I can be competitive and I can do different things and I can try new shit and I can kind of think outside the box. So I encourage all of my clients and just anyone listening to do that too. Yeah. I I think you hit the nail on the head because I'm a five, two. So I have a two in my profile as well. You're a two, four. So it looks a little different, but there is like that hermit side of us that it could be so easy to just be like, I'm going to stay in my little genie bottle and I'm just going to keep doing my stuff. But like where we actually have to like pull ourselves out of our normal skin and out of our normal routines to like go out there and show up online. Like, yeah, that is such a big piece of being uncomfortable and such a big piece of like understanding yourself so that you can show up better in this business, you know? Totally. And I mean, I interpret that as like, you can have the introverted side of yourself. I don't like going out to big crowds or anything Mm -hmm. like Friday night, Saturday night, catch me on my couch reading and like ordering takeout. Like I want to be here. New Year's Eve the other night, we got private dinner and I was in bed at 1230. Like I definitely Mm -hmm. have that hermit side to me and I find like safety in my apartment and in my space. And I like, I like Um, I don't know, like, I don't like sleeping over people's houses. I want to come home to my bed, you know, like I like my safety and security, but I choose where to have that, you know, I have that in my environment, but when it comes to business, I'm pushing the heck out of myself. I'm pushing the limits and I'm finding that more extroverted, adventurous side of myself there, Mm -hmm. you know, and in my other parts of my life, but I can still have that hermit piece of myself, just not in business and not with, you know, other things. Yeah. 
And I think that that's, it's such a nice balance to have those things, to have like the you time and the you space. Cause I'm a big snuggle up on my couch with my candle kind of girl too. Yes. Like that is my favorite activity. But then like, whenever it's time to like show up <laughs> for my business, it's like, let's get loud. <laughs> like let's go out. So I respect both yes. of those sides. And I think both of those are important and they, they go into the equation of your success, you know? Totally. Yeah. I think there's, there's room for both. And something I've been challenging myself a little bit lately to think about is not using the term balance so much. So like Mm -hmm. there has to be a balance of masculine and feminine. There has to be a balance of introverted and extroverted, but I've looked at it as more of a harmony. So like, it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily balancing the two. It's just meshing them together and like having both exist together at the same time. Yeah. Is that you think that we go against the balance? Because I'm I'm similar with that because we've been Libras for so long that we're like <laughs> balance looks different for everybody. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm tired yeah, of it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it's just like the Spitfire side of being like, come on, like it's yeah. different for everybody. So as we wrap up, even though I could probably ask you like a million more <laughs> questions about your gene keys because I just love hanging out with you and talking with you, but okay, this is where I get my little bit of a wild card in. Okay. If you were a dessert, what would you be? Hmm. I would be creme brulee. Ooh. I love creme brulee, first of all. So it comes to Uh mind quickly because it's one of my favorite desserts. Uh Uh-huh. But I think I relate to having kind of a edgy outside and like crust. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> and having like a really like sweet mushy inside because uh-huh. I, I am very much I think like that I have both sides to me but I definitely have my guard up a little bit I think with people but like uh-huh. the people that are close in my life are like ride or die like I love the heck out of you you know and I'm yeah. I'm very like caring and giving in that sense but I do have kind of like that that hard outside. So I would say creme brulee because of those reasons, but also it's like, I just love creme brulee. If it's on the menu, I'm getting it. <laughs> it doubles. It doubles. It's, it's, I love hearing people's answers to this question. Cause it's usually something that you love, but then it's like the interpretation. Yeah. Of like, Why do I love it? And I'm like, it's deeper it? than this. Yeah. <laughs> deeper than just loving perfect, it. That is the perfect answer though. <laughs> my next question is, this is my roundabout way of asking you like what your favorite color is or what the color of your soul is. But if you were a dragon, what mm-hmm. color would you be? If I was a dragon, you're hitting the nail on the head. Cause I'm like in my fantasy smutty book era. <laughs> it's so deep. I like, we have I to share this. our recommendations with each oh other. Oh my God. Totally. If I was <laughs> a dragon. Hmm. I, I like naturally want to say blue because that's where my brand is right now, but not mm-hmm. in the like, not in the like bright cobalt blue and not in like mm-hmm. a light blue. It's like a navy, like a dark luxury blue mm-hmm. is kind of like the color that I've been feeling lately. And I don't uh-huh. have like a total reason why other than the fact that it, it felt like different to me. Blue is my favorite color, but it just felt like deep and it felt rich and it feels like new, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, so I want to say like a navy blue. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with navy blue. <laughs> Final answer. I like it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I, I'm obsessed with dragons and smutty fantasy books too. Like some of the stuff that I've been reading has been far off of the edge. So yeah, we'll definitely have that. to share some of these <laughs> things. 
But my last question, it's not as weird and wild, but like, what is your favorite thing that you help clients with? Brand. Brand. Cool. hundred percent brand. And yeah. I mean, there's so many layers to that, but the coolest part I think of honing in on brand is I get to know my clients so deeply mm-hmm. and that's what I love so much. So it's like, we're going into the creamy side of the creme brulee I think, mm-hmm. because I get yeah. to have that relationship with them aside from what do you want to sell? This is your marketing. This is what you should make for content. Here's how you're going to make money in your business. Mm-hmm. Great. But when we dive into brand, I'm asking deeper questions. I'm getting to know like what they love. I'm getting to know their why, like what is driving you? Because that's where I find brand comes out the most, especially when I'm working with clients. So Mm -hmm. I love going into like the branded side of them and showing them that brand is so much more than just colors and fonts and really getting on that deeper level of like, what is your personality like? How, what is the tone of voice you want to use? How do you want to reply to comments? And how is that branded? Like stuff like that. I get to know them on a deeper level. Um, so that's definitely the part that I, I love getting into the most. And it can we can go into it for years, you know, because it's constantly mm-hmm. evolving. So it's not like a one-time thing. Um, I love seeing how their brand changes and how it grows with them as a brand and as a business and as a person, because mine has too. I mean, my brand has changed like three times majorly. Yeah. Um, So that's definitely the most fun part, I think, of what I do. I feel like you're an expert at brand. I really love it. I like eat it up. I could talk about it all day. I'm obsessed. That is cool. And I think it pairs perfectly with your two because of the aesthetics (laughs) and the feel and the message. It's just wonderful. But Deb, how, if anybody that's listening, whether it is right now or freaking five years later, like how can people work with you? Well, I'll say right now, get inside of Apex. Like mm-hmm. this is, I think, going to be so awesome. If you're working with a coach already, come into Apex and tell your coach to join Apex. You know, that's my that's my whole goal of this is it's not necessarily selling you into my mentorship. It's a networking community. Uh And I believe so, so hard that you don't need more courses right now. You need more connections because the more people that you know, you're always going to have answers to the problem. So it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. You know, if Uh you have uh, something that you're facing right now and you don't have the answer to it, my goal is that inside Apex, someone will always have that answer. So you'll always have those resources. You'll always have access to support or new insights or new ideas and things like that. And I think that's what's most important um, mm-hmm. when growing an online business. So um, aside from mastermind and you know one-on-one mentorship, which I'll always have, I'm, I want to push everyone to join Apex because mm-hmm. it's one, going to be accessible and affordable, but two, I just think it's so necessary no matter where you're getting mentorship from or anything like that. I just think building connections is so important. I love that. And I've just honestly like loved watching you evolve and grow in this online space and how it looks different and how it changes because it has been something that like, you are just one of those people that are just near and dear to my heart. And so it's been (laughs) beautiful to watch you change because like I myself have changed. I watch other people in this industry like change. And so I feel like you set a really good example of how to do that in like a healthy way. Thank you so much. That's so nice. That, That means so much to me, really. Yeah. And I just, I'm always over here, like cheering for you and rooting for you, not just because we have close birthdays and similar charts, but because you are just an incredible human being and coach and somebody that everybody should be looking out for. Thank you so much. Oh my God. My eyes are like getting watery. (laughs) You are so welcome. So thank you, Devin, so much for joining me today. And I cannot wait to catch up again. 
I can't either. We should do, we should like just make this an annual thing where you just mm -hmm. read my gene keys again because it's yeah. been changing and evolving. So this is our annual gene key reading round two. <laughs> this sounds good to me. I like it. <laughs> cool. Thank All you right, so Dad. much. Thanks. Bye-bye.